Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and live streaming of Primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This programme was first broadcast on RFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Headscarfs and Good Yarns with me, Amal Abdullahi. This show is all about talking about race, diversity and everything in between, all in the hopes of empowering a more empathetic Aotearoa. And today, I have my good mate with me, Sabrina. Woo-hoo! Hi! <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for like come, agreeing to come on. Um, so Sabrina approached me and she was like, girl, I need to be on your podcast and I got a story. Oh, I got tea to spill. <laughs> yes, I do. Spill the tea. Come yeah. on, let's hear it, sis. So I just want to talk about my experience with racism in New Zealand. And mm-hmm. people think that it doesn't happen. But the thing is, it does happen. Just some people don't prefer to speak up about it. Mm. So in my case, I was bartending or I was glossy. Well, should we give people background as to like where you're from and like, oh, yeah, yeah, how you've come to New Zealand, just in case you're like, okay, cool, you got a story, but like, what that mean? Are we gonna say yes? <laughs> oh no, no, it's all good. So you're from? I'm from Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm from Sarawak, which is on Borneo. Yeah. And, and then, how did you come to New Zealand? Uh, yeah, so I'm in my third year of my degree, and I'm about to graduate. But I came here for foundation year in like 2016. Mm-hmm. So I've been here about four years now. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you come here as an international student. Yeah. What did you? Just going um, off tangent to the story. What did you think about New Zealand before you came here? I just that it was beautiful. You know, I'd come mm. here on holiday before, and I thought, wow, it's like blue. You know, like the sky's blue <laughs> and the the water is blue. It's just it's pretty. It's really nice. Um, I didn't really know much about New Zealand society as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, haven't I hadn't been part of it, so I didn't know what to expect. Um, and kind of a lot of the different behaviors was very like implicit and then it kind of just like crept up on me the longer I stayed here and Mm -hmm. I just kind of got used to it yeah that's sad you shouldn't be like used to it though oh I mean it's not a bad thing it's Mm. um more of those things where it's like there's differences between Mm. Malaysian culture and Kiwi culture and just how it made me really notice all the differences and like the small things like Mm -hmm. even just like what people have for breakfast they prefer sweet stuff or savory and it's just yeah, lots of different Yeah, I didn't know having sweet breakfast was a weird thing until, like, my international friends pointed it out. And I was like, oh, yeah, you... I just didn't yeah, really think in about Malaysia, it. Yeah, if I get up for breakfast and I go out and have something to eat, it's going to be something savoury, like like laksa, which is oh. just so good as breakfast. Yeah, actually, if I had access to really good laksa, I'd have it for breakfast as well. Yes. <laughs> See you later, cereal. <laughs> Um, but anyways, continue on with your story. Oh, yeah. So I was glossying at a bar, and there was this party. Um, it was a joint party with two different colleges. And basically, they had to dress up as specific things pertaining to a certain letter. And so one of these groups came in, and they were dressed up as Asians. And it was just absolutely infuriating for me. I just looked at them, and I was like, I cannot believe my eyes. <laughs> like, it was bad. And then... I kind of just tried to be patient, you know, because I was in a work setting and mm-hmm. I didn't want to start any trouble at that point. And so I just carried on with my night. But the worst part about it was that they were going up to the bar and they were asking the bartenders to guess what they were. And the bartenders as well were really, really uncomfortable. And they were just like, mm, don't really want to say. Mm. And Like they already knew it was offensive to begin with. And they would be like, oh, we're dressed as Asians. And then they would like see me at the back of the bar and they'd be mm. like, oh, sorry. So it's kind of like, 
they obviously know that there's something offensive about this, like there's mm. some offensive nature to it, and yet they don't really think that they've done anything wrong. It's weird, eh? It's like people think if it's a costume party or something like that, it's fun. Like, all the rules kind of just disappear for a night or whatever, it, which is, like, not okay. No, like, not at all. For, for them to say sorry when they saw you, if that's what it took, then it just goes to show what they were doing was completely wrong. I hate that blasé attitude when it comes to costumes. Yeah, I do agree. It, it often goes just, people just don't really care enough to speak up about it as well as the mm. other thing. With me, I don't like to go down without a fight. And I emailed the people, like the people who organized the event. And I was saying like I was very angry and I was very like infuriated with like the actions of these people. And when I went to meet them, it was quite a dismissive attitude towards the whole issue. And like they came, they told us to come in to... Because I brought a friend with me to help um, explain the, why it was quite offensive. And we tried telling them about it, but it was kind of met with this idea that because the costumes that they chose were cheaper than a different costume, oh. that it made it okay. It was just... And I was like, what that, that makes it out. worse. Yeah, it makes oh it worse. Gosh. It makes it so much worse because it's like you're trying to embody a, an entire demographic of people and yet you're, you're also trying at the same time to reason with it by saying it was a cheaper costume and that's why it's okay but it's basically reducing a whole group of people into one costume and it's a very offensive poorly done costume as well i can't believe you had to explain this to like adults do you know what i mean like yeah. you would have walked into that room and it would have been adults i don't sitting there and you had to explain to them oh i'm sorry this is offensive because like, just, it blows my mind. There's a lot of head shaking going on here. It's just so... I can't believe they were even allowed to leave looking the way they did and dressed the way they were um, because it was obvious that it was some very offensive... And even if it wasn't, like, offensive to some, it's obviously that area where you should be careful with. You know, mm, like, you, you feel sure. like it might be wrong. And if it feels like it might be wrong, it's always best to kind of, like, reevaluate before just you... Just don't do it. Yeah, or just, just straight up don't do it. Like, it's so much easier that way, but... They actually left looking like that, coming to this party, and I was just, oh, the anger. <laughs> I was just no, like, no, I completely understand. Oh my goodness, um, I was seeing this thing on the internet a couple of days ago, um, and it was this girl. She went to Epsom, I forgot the school somewhere in Auckland, and she was dressed as like a, I don't know, like a Muslim Arabic person, like she had the, um, she wrapped it very terribly. Um, you know, the burqa? No, naqab, naqab. Oh, yeah, no, the naqab. Oh, my God, I can't believe I forgot that. That's terrible. <laughs> Sorry, slow day today. Um, but she wore the, like, naqab and a gun. Oh, and my God. And I was God. like, how is that a costume? And the fact that her school really didn't pull her up on it? Very questionable. I think that the first step should be for those who feel that they are angry at these situations to step forward and speak up because otherwise no one's going to hear us. Mm. Second of all, the people who were in positions of power to fix these situations should, you know, step up and say that was a mistake and we shouldn't have done that and we will not let that happen again in future. But it often goes just swept under the rug and just completely mm. ignored and that's just not okay. Like by any standard, you should not just simply condone these actions these racist especially like an implicit way as well and the worst part was that that one of the girls who was dressed up as an asian um supposedly was also asian and i was just like what made you girl what made you think that this was okay i was just oh why you gonna do this to your own people yeah it's 
it was awful. I just did not know how to feel, how to think, and I was just luckily um someone told me like what procedure I should mm. go with, but yeah. I really feel you with the leadership thing. I think that really sets the tone. Like if someone at the top says like look this is not all right people are all of a sudden like oh actually no i we should rethink what we do but if it if you just if you only get that protest i suppose from the people who are affected it just falls on deaf ears sometimes yeah. eh? and it's just it just adds to that oppression of people of color who constantly feel like they're ridiculed for being of a certain ethnicity and it's just so offensive just i can't believe it actually happened and that i actually had to try and explain why it was offensive because it seemed pretty obvious mm, it's pretty yeah pretty damn obvious yeah. and you, if you too. don't if you know that it's wrong and you say sorry like what what made you think it was okay in the first place it was just really hard to comprehend mm, well it's just because we're ex- that we're the minority so if it's not going to affect the majority of people then yeah let's let's go for it i suppose that, that was probably going through their heads um when people talk about stuff like this they're always like oh you're too um pc like it's just a joke like don't get too riled up about it blah 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 i really hate that i think if you um, want to be funny attitude. well things like that aren't funny like you have better ways of being funny you know like you can be funny you can just not avoid being offensive just for the sake of being funny that they're, they're mm. two different things so I don't see trying to be funny as an excuse for trying to be really rude and ignorant of other people's cultures and other mm. people's um, just way of living and like how they grow up and who they are. It's called respect day. Eh? Yeah, I, reckon I think it's just 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 respect. Mm. <laughs> I reckon if people just understood each other more, things like that like wouldn't happen. Mm. Yeah. Did you see that thing um, where there this I can't remember what sport it was. But there was a hijabi on the team, and then her hijab fell off, and literally all of her yes, teammates just like formed a little human wall around no, her so she could put it back part. on. It wasn't even her teammates, it was the opposing team. The opposing oh, team it? actually crowded oh. around her so she could fix her hijab. Like they stopped playing and they just completely just just helped her out. It was just beautiful. See, look, imagine if we all understood the importance of like what's you know, what's important to other people. When you understand that, like then behavior like that comes out and you wouldn't find people in really offensive costumes yes definitely Mm. i think part of it is just basic education and respect for other people of other ethnicities especially people of color who are constantly like minimized and just reduced to things like they're just reduced to sex objects or like something that's other from Mm. a culture and it's just not okay have you um like have other racist things like that happened to you or you've been here I think that was the biggest thing. I think that was the worst thing because it happened in such a space that could have been controlled and mm-hmm. there was a lack of a lack of action on that part. So that's probably the worst way worst way it could have happened. But I think there was another another point where I went to a production, a Malaysian production, and when we were walking back, this guy on a balcony of a flat was like it was like a whole group of like Malaysians walking back. And this guy from a flat was just like on the balcony and like being like Oh look, I can speak their language, Ching Chong Ching Chong, and I'm like, that is so not okay. And <sighs> I managed. We were over there. <laughs> but there was a bright side to the story because I got him in trouble. Oh really? <laughs> yes, I did. I got him oh, in so much tell. trouble. Um, I complained about it on Facebook, as you do when you have to deal with 
racist people and like I specified which flat it was and so and so everyone was just calling out the people who lived at this flat and they all pointed fingers at this one person they're like you messed up like you mucked up real bad and so I um that he got got in contact and he was like I'm sorry like and I'm just like you can't say sorry to me and just expect it to be okay but then at the same time this other person contacted me from this guy's institution saying that like serious repercussions will be taken in and he will have to meet with like um academics and stuff like that or like a board yeah like he actually got in trouble with his institution so i think that that was them taking action and they weren't even directly involved and i think that sort of should have happened when you um spoke up about your incident yeah so that's better outcomes and i think that's something that people need to realize is that you can't just sweep this under the rug and actual repercussions need to take place yeah, you can't get away with it. Yeah, you really oh can't. Oh my gosh, the, the power of the internet amazes me sometimes. It's so, it was so funny. It was just this whole whirlwind and just that people actually also stood up and said, like, I know who this is and just straight up called them out. That was even better. You know, it was it was a good feeling to know that it wasn't just something that was let go and just mm-hmm. slid under the carpet. It was. Do you so reckon good. he approached you because he was forced to because how hard his institution went on him or did he do you think it was quite genuine when he said he was sorry it's so hard to tell because it, it was on messenger i mean you don't uh, really know what these things tell, you yeah. really can't tell so i just i just said that i would take down the post because at that point he was already gonna be in trouble with his institution i was mm-hmm. just like, okay i'll just take it down because he's gonna be in trouble either way and yeah that was the end of that i don't know i don't really know what happened after that but even knowing that they took action that's amazing really makes a difference yeah. Oh wow, that's awesome! Um, talking about apologies, that just instantly reminded me of something. Do you watch the show um, Jane the Virgin by any chance? No, I don't. Oh, you should. It's actually quite a good one. <laughs> it gets a bit boring in the middle, but anyway, <laughs> um, the main actress in that, um, she's a Latina actress. Gina oh, I Rod- think I know where you're going. How do you say her last name? Rod- uh, Rodriguez. Yep, that's the one. And then she. Um, there's lots of politics after I, I got alerted to this incident and then I just delved deep into the internet. There's heaps of politics between people who identify as Afro-Latina and then just Latina. But anyways, she um, put up a video of her saying the N-word on yeah. the internet and then people were like, what the hell? Like That's not okay. Caught her out on it. Then she made a really BS apology video. And then in the video, she kept on saying, like, I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm really sorry if I made, like, did any damage. I'm like, what do you mean if you did? Yeah. Oh. I think that's something that people need to realize as well is that if you make, like, I'm just going to call it a mistake to be nice, but if you make mistakes <laughs> like this, <laughs> uh, you should know that the first thing to do is deal with your actions because you need to be accountable for being a racist jerk. <laughs> mm. Yeah, mm. I, I don't think it was okay for her to say that because you know, like, just because you're another person of color, and let's let's highlight this, is that if you're another person, another person of color, doesn't mean that you can use a slur against a different group who is a different group of people of color. Totally yeah. agree, man. Yeah. Like people always um, think that I'm comfortable saying the N word, and I'm like, no. There is so much you, to I, unpack there. I can't like, even though yeah, we're like all black. It's not my history, though, and I just would feel very uncomfortable recla- reclaiming that word because it was never in my history, um, and we just, yeah, we have completely different, like, journeys and stories that just wouldn't be, like, I wouldn't be in a position to say it exactly. any more than, like, 
a white person or anyone else like i just would would not say the n-word yeah it's really yeah i mean i see like when i was in high school i would see like people who were like i went to school with chinese students and so some of these chinese students would actually use the n-word and i'm like what do you what what makes you think you have the authority or even the right to say that you know like it's just so not okay and i think they're trying like them normalizing it just made it even worse you know as a part mm. of like their everyday slang or anything and it's just no i was it's not probably that. more ignorance in that case right because yeah. they always use the n-word in like rap songs yeah. and whatnot and and i feel like people oddly vibe with um hip-hop and as soon as they enter into hip-hop they start saying the n-word they think they're real like gangster or whatever and it's like no they definitely oh (laughs) it's just so so bad i don't understand why people think that they can try and normalize this and i i think part of it is the lack of um being able to communicate with people like black people Mm. and like knowing how heavy it is for the use of that word like all the things that come with it and all the history behind it you know like if they actually really understood that then they wouldn't need to say such a you thing you would never dare utter yeah. that word no i was Definitely gonna say not. something but then i just completely lost my trail of thought no i really liked how you brought up the um different like different people of color yeah can still be quite like racist can be part and ignorant. Of the problem, yeah. um yeah and you you come from malaysia with these like three different cultures basically in one yeah. country uh well, so there's, you... there's more than three but people don't realize because i'm from oh, sarawak really? and we have like all the the like bui putra is like basically the people of the land i guess like kind of like Tangata uh, so they're also the people of the, yeah they're the indigenous right? people as well and they mostly live in sarawak and sabah and you just people just don't realize that they exist because it's such a minority i literally just made that mistake i'm so sorry i just (laughs) said three races oh my goodness please tell me more yeah so we have like um the umbrella term i'm not very like well versed in this but the umbrella term is basically like daya and then there's like a few other ones as well Mm -hmm. there's so many of them like we have in sarah we have iban we have kaya and we have um milana so like there's like lots of indigeneity in sarawak but people just don't realize that that's a thing because in like the West Malaysia. In West Malaysia, you have a lot more of um, mainly Malay, Indian, and Chinese. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sorry, I'm just trying to think. Like, I know that there are different tribes in Borneo, but I just didn't realize that the indigenous people were like their own stream, like not quite fitting into Malaysian Chinese or. Yeah, so Indian. they're considered oh. Bumi Putra, same as mm. Malays, but they are a different. Um, it's the same kind of category, but they're, they're different um, ethnic groups. Are they, like, well, you know the history with indigenous people here in yeah. New Zealand and Australia. Oh my god, Australia's just on another level of terrible. But what is it like um, in Malaysia? Uh, it's, I mean, I feel like they're mostly ignored, you know, like, in terms of Sarawak, we have good representation, which is great. Mm-hmm. But on, like, a state level, sometimes it feels like we aren't taken seriously, even though we basically, you know, have, we are the, like, dominant providers of resources and things like that. And so... And even in some cases, it's like a lot of politics coming in where people are saying that they're trying they're trying to indoctrinate um, these people in rural communities who, and trying to get them to convert into Islam and things like that. And it's mm-hmm. just so wrong. Um, yeah. Wait, so you're, you said there's good representation, but not at the state level. So where so is at a, uh, Yeah, so on a state level, but not national level. So like the, the oh, state as a whole, right. we have like okay. quite, a, quite a good balance there, I think. Yeah. Do you mean like state meaning local government? Sorry, yeah, I'm just I really need to get this. Yeah, so like it's, it's not oh, pro- okay. it's kind of like a province, mm-hmm. I guess, but we call it a state. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Yeah, I feel like people, white, white people don't realize that, yeah, we can be quite racist towards each other, right? Yeah. I mean, even people of, people of color being ignorant, like, or refusing to stand up and, like, call people out. Like, when I was calling out this bar incident, someone I knew actually advised me against it and, like, was very strongly like, don't do that because we don't want to ruin the relationships we have with this group. And it's like... You can't just let them get away with things like this because you're mm. part of the problem in that case. You can't just let someone be racist, not say anything, and then just let them go off on their merry way thinking it's all good and everything's fine. Because mm. that, that plays into the problem and it creates a culture in which people think being racist, even in implicit forms and even just by treating people of color differently, is okay. And it's not. That's really interesting because like, even though... Um like it's you everyone struggles even yeah. though it didn't directly happen to you like it could happen yeah like it you definitely should stand out for it which is why um when the um protest at um ihumato happened yes. i got really excited when you're like people of color there representing um and then vice versa when the christchurch um terrorist attack happened and then all the maori people were like kia kaha like it really came through because um, I think there was that understanding of each other. The, like, yeah, there's such a beauty in mm. communities coming together. But I think when it comes to something as ingrained as racism, it's so much harder to tackle because it's just it, it's just there and it's so implicit, and people just forget that it's there and pretend that it doesn't exist. It's some it's not something big. Like you need one whole big event, but on an every like on a normal everyday day to day basis, we need to be able to remember that we can't just be we can't just be complacent and let people slide when it comes to mm. racism yeah because it's not something we should stand for a hundred percent agree i mean but there are just some people who like never change oh yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know what to do about those people but i think part of that will definitely be looking towards superior like people with authority and like people who are you know i guess in a superior position to that person mm -hmm. to actually be able to call them out and to actually hold them accountable for their mm -hmm. actions. Yeah. Because once... The whole thing... The funny thing about society is once we realize something's wrong and that everyone else in society is going to, like, harp you on it, then we don't want to do it. So mm -hmm. I feel like once we normalize making racism not okay, then it'll be much better. And I just need to make better steps towards progressing. Mm. 100% agree. Just shifting what the norm is. Yes, yes. exactly. Um, as a... Because you studied politics. Yes, yeah, politics and my minor is anthropology. Um, putting your, like, politics and anthropology hat on, if you could, like, be in charge of the world, what would be the one thing you'd do to, like, not eradicate, that might be a strong word, but, like, minimize <laughs> racism or Oh, that's ignorance. a heavy question. I think it really boils down to intercultural communication. Because some people mm. just think that they can stick within their own small communities and just be together with people who are the same. Mm. But we need to make sure out of people who are different because that's how we create understanding and how we create empathy and how we begin cultivating an environment that is more you know, empowering and more inclusive. And I think that that should be heavy emphasis on the inclusive part because sometimes it really does feel like there are means of excluding a lot of people of color that's so true i think you've hit the nail on the head um i went to this focus group ages ago um because they wanted to meet with muslim people around the country and figure out how to what can the government do to mm. avoid 
uh, March the 15th happening again and that came up like time and time again just we just need to bring like different people together yeah how that happens that is completely a different conversation but just that was just very interesting that no matter what the topic was about or what the prompt for the discussion was it always led to that at every single time yeah I think it's it's hard because it's something that's quite obvious but at the same time trying to put it into practice is quite difficult because you'd have to put it into practice in every aspect of life I feel like on a university level it might be better because you know you have international students you have lots of people coming from all over the world um, and from all sorts of different backgrounds and they are the ones who basically it's like a world experience in one place you know mm. and like domestic students tend not to realize that or actually like get to know international students as much I mean mm. I I felt like I had to go a bit more out there to get to know Kiwis mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of international students probably have that same problem it's it really just boils down to being able to communicate but not everyone is going to be as straightforward or as um assertive as I am <laughs> so it, it's something that institutions should look at trying to put into practice in that sense mm. you know what I have hope for things like that um I um volunteer at this local school and it's very like multicultural and then this little kid came up to me and he was like like he knew that I was wearing hijab and he was like where are you from I'm trying to place I know you're African but I'm just trying to place where in Africa because it's a huge continent um, and I was, I just was so heartwarmed by that because like there's some adults that don't even know Africa is a, is not a country I mean, but a continent, and some adults who won't even bother asking or trying to exactly. get to know. You know, like it's it's just not a priority to them, and we just get overlooked like that. And I think more people should take notice, you know, of the people around them because it's mm. like you can't just go through life ignoring like how beautiful it is to have all these different cultures and to have all these different people and how that you can get to know all these different people it's amazing you just exactly. have to step out of your comfort zone if a little kid can do that everyone else everyone can, can. <laughs> everyone. um we're running out of time i'm really sad about that i felt like we really just kind of got into the like nitty-gritty of that but anyways that just means you have to come back again before you go <laughs> But maybe next time we record, we'll um, both be in Wellington, maybe. Oh, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> um, but thank you for um, coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. And thank you for tuning in to another episode. Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and live streaming of Primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This program was first broadcast on RFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.